Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm Mitzi. Love admit, Molly's right-hand gal and co-host on the show. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. Plus, at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. Can you guess what it is yet? Get ready for this list, listeners. We've got seven ingredients so far. Salt, heavy cream, butter, sugar, vanilla extract, flour, and buttermilk. Only one to go. Do you know what it is yet? Ah! Today, our intern Kyle is back to drink up some knowledge in tricky trivia. Then Chad is here to talk about Southern cooking in Ask a Grown-Up. And finally, Andrea is ready to sub in with how-to time. Molly, are you ready to get this episode started? Let's do it. To the theme song. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. as graceful as a goose playing golf. Mystery recipe. Ooh, ooh, good stuff, Molly. Uh, yeah, the theme song was good, but your movement was, well, do you want to tell the listeners what you were doing during the theme song? Or actually, can you tell me? Because I was here and I'm also confused. Oh, sure. I was practicing my ice skating. You were? Well, I was doing it without ice skates and without ice, but yes, I'm trying to come up with an ice skating routine that goes with our theme song. Oh, wow. I didn't know you knew how to ice skate, Mitzi. And now the running backwards and trying to spin in the air is making more sense. Well, I actually don't yet know how to ice skate, but I have my first lesson today, and I am so excited! Oh, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to get on the ice, lace up my skates, and then I'm just going to be as graceful as a goose playing golf. Hey, uh, um, does that mean you think you will be graceful or won't be? Uh, have you never seen a goose play golf, Molly? You are missing out. I mean, the natural athleticism, uh, the wing-eye coordination, majestic stuff. It pretty much means I'm going to be an absolute natural from the second I get out there. All right. I'm just going to skip right over the fact that you've apparently seen geese playing golf and tell you that I hope you have a great time at your first lesson. But... Thank you. Oh, I can't wait to tell you how incredibly talented I am at ice skating immediately as soon as I get back. Well, I think you should know it's okay if you if you don't. Oh, your eternal confidence in me is a gift and an honor, Molly Birnbaum, but I've got to go. How quickly do you think they'll move me from the beginner class to training for the Summer Olympics? Well, couple thoughts here. Just try not to be too hard on... Hey, Mitzi. Hey, Molly. 
Perfect timing. Kyle, I'm going to ice skating class for the first time ever. You're here to do tricky trivia with Molly, and when I get back, I'll tell you all about class and the nickname I've decided my classmates will use for me from then on. You've pre-selected your nickname? Yes, I'm thinking the Pearl Spin Prodigy has a nice ring to it. Oh, and Molly, I promise I know where you were going with that last statement, but I won't be too hard on my classmates when they're not as good as me and are not invited to the Summer Olympics. Okay, see ya! Huh, so it's her first time skating? Yep. Well, I'm excited to hear all about her class when she gets back. Me too. But now, let's move on to our first segment, Tricky Trivia. Listeners, here's how it's going to work. I will tell you a fact about our theme ingredient for the week, buttermilk, and Kyle here will help you decide whether that fact is true or false. Sound good, Kyle? Sounds great! Amazing. All right, here's your first one. True or false? The reason why cultured buttermilk is more common in the United States today than traditional buttermilk is because a famous actress in the 1920s said she preferred the taste of cultured buttermilk, and it started a buttermilk craze. So, Kyle, is this true or false? Did cultured buttermilk become more popular in the U.S. because of one actress's preference? Interesting start, Molly. I have no idea. Let's try to think through this as much as we can before taking a guess, listeners. I think there's a part in this statement I definitely know the answer to, and a part I definitely don't know the answer to. I know that in the first episode this week, Bella said cultured buttermilk is sold more often in grocery stores. So I definitely think it's true that cultured buttermilk is more popular in the United States than traditional buttermilk. But the whole second part, I have to take a guess on. I guess I'm going to say true. Well, the answer is actually false. Fair enough. I thought the actress could be like an influencer or something. I like how you tried to think that through. In reality, cultured buttermilk started to become more popular in the early 1900s because people basically thought it could help you live longer. Then, shortly after World War II, there was a shortage in the United States of traditional buttermilk, and so cultured buttermilk really cemented its position because it was more readily available. Interesting! Ready for your next one? Ready! Here it is. In the 1700s and 1800s, buttermilk was used to create paint. So, Kyle, do you think that's true or false? Was buttermilk used to create paint? Ha! Huh. This certainly lives up to the name of Tricky Trivia. What do you think, listeners? I'm not really sure how paint is made now, but I'm assuming the process has changed over time. That time period is around when the United States established itself as an independent country, so a lot has changed in terms of technology. Again, I'm kind of going to have to take a guess. Let's go with true. You guessed right. This one is true. Really? Yes. In fact, the Pennsylvania Dutch or German immigrants in Pennsylvania, used true buttermilk as the base for red barn paint. Wow! Uh, do you know why? I do. It's because natural buttermilk is rich in emulsifiers, which helps things stay mixed. So interesting! Although you probably don't need to mix buttermilk into paint now, listeners. I think paints probably already have emulsifiers in there. Indeed. All right, let's move on to our last question. True or false? While buttermilk is great to use in baked goods, you shouldn't drink it on its own. 
So, Kyle, is this true or false? Should you not drink buttermilk? Well, there are definitely some ingredients you use in cooking and baking that you shouldn't eat or drink on their own. I mean, a tall glass of canola oil? I think not. But I don't know if buttermilk is one of those ingredients. I'll be honest, I've actually tried a taste of buttermilk. Me? I didn't like it. It was kind of like drinking yogurt. I thought it was going to be more, well, buttery. All right, Kyle, what's your answer? False. You can drink buttermilk. I hope that's the answer, because I had some and I think I'm okay. That's correct. We use buttermilk as an ingredient in lots of things, including this season's mystery recipe, but you can absolutely drink it on its own. Lots of people don't love the taste and texture, but other people do. It's all about personal preference. Absolutely. And hey, maybe I should give it another try, now that I know what to expect. Why not? Nice work on Tricky Trivia today, Kyle. Woo! Thanks, Molly. Can't believe we only got one left. Hi, friends. Hi. Hi, Molly. Hello, Kyle. Hi, Chad. Hi, Mitzi. How was your first skating lesson, Mitzi? Oh, it it was, you know, it was, um, uh, Molly, Kyle, it was awful. I I got on the ice and I immediately fell on my butt. I got back up. Guess what? Down I go. Plus, it's actually really, really hard to move your skates and go forward. At the same time, my feet somehow got behind me and I fell forward. And then I got back up and I fell backwards again on my butt. Ouch. I'm sorry that it was a little more difficult than you were expecting, Mitzi. To be honest, it didn't really hurt that bad because, well, I'm a quilted oven mitt, so I'm pretty cushy, but... It did hurt my heart a bit. It just was so embarrassing to fall in front of the other folks in class. Huh. Maybe it hurt your pride a little bit, too? I guess so. Anyway, it doesn't matter now. That was my first class and also my last class. Hmm. Why don't you hold off on quitting right this moment? Chad's got a really interesting grown-up here to tell us all about using buttermilk in Southern cooking. And then after that, we can talk a little bit more about how you feel about ice skating. I guess it's okay. Great. But first, we've got a quick word from our sponsors. Grownups, these ads are for you. I want to tell you about our sponsor, the National Mango Board. Here at Mystery Recipe, we love our fruit fresh, sweet, juicy, and available all year long. With so many varieties to choose from, like Tommy Atkins mangoes, honey mangoes, or Kent, no matter when a mango is on your mind, you're free to grab one whenever you like. But keep in mind, don't focus on color when grabbing this fresh fruit. They come in so many different varieties that you may pick a color you love, but a ripeness you won't. So whenever you see one that makes your eye twinkle, give it a gentle squeeze. If there is a slight give, you know you found a winner, no matter the season. Grownups, discover more about marvelous mangoes at mango.org slash mystery recipe. Hey, grownups, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Green Pan. Their Valencia cookware collection is the winner of ATK's Best in Test for Ceramic Nonstick Skillets. Green Pan is constantly working to live up to their name. They use recycled aluminum. Their factory runs on 30% solar energy. They recycle their wastewater and are focused on reduced carbon emissions. 
Greenpan has won dozens of awards for their dedication to the environment and is always working to make healthy products better for everyone. Grown-ups, to learn more about Greenpan, visit them at greenpan.us. Plus, get a special 30% off your purchase for our America's Test Kitchen audience with code ATK30. That's ATK30. And we're back. It's time for Ask a Grown-Up. Take it away, Chad. Thanks, Molly. So, when I heard it was buttermilk week on our show, I knew I wanted to talk to a Southern chef. Buttermilk, if you didn't know, listeners, is often used in Southern cooking. And my research led me to this woman. So, my name is Suzanne Vazethan, and I'm the owner and executive chef of a restaurant called Buttermilk Kitchen in Atlanta, Georgia. Buttermilk Kitchen is a breakfast or brunch restaurant that is farm-to-table. A farm-to-table restaurant is exactly what it sounds like, a restaurant that focuses on buying as many ingredients as possible directly from the farms that grow them, so that they go right from the farm to their table, so to speak. We really believe in supporting local and really just support the people and community around us. And since that community is in the South, buttermilk is a staple. I asked Chef Suzanne about her experience with buttermilk in Southern cooking. It's something that I've always known about since I was a little girl. Um, It's definitely something that's very important to our region. And, um, you know, everybody kind of has a story of a grandmother that made cornbread and, you know, does she put sugar in it? Does she not? You know, it always has buttermilk. It always, you know, I think it's just always been a really um, important ingredient in Southern cuisine. It's in a lot of things. I I have, now I'm personally not one of these people, but um, you see a lot in the older generation, they actually drink buttermilk like they would milk. Um, I've never really gotten into that trend, but I, I don't know. I think it's just something that's always been a part of our culture. And, um, you know, Southern food really does tell a story. And I think that, you know, really back in the olden days, people made everything from scratch. You know, that's all they, and I, and I think it's one of those really versatile ingredients that allows you to make so much more out of it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's a, an important ingredient for sure. But surprisingly, this is not why she named her restaurant Buttermilk Kitchen. It's actually not any reason at all why I named it (laughs) Buttermilk Kitchen. I came across an article I was reading right before opening, and it was talking about how buttermilk is made, how it's processed. Which we learned about already this week. Buttermilk is what's left over when churning heavy cream into butter. And it was really based on the whole philosophy of letting nothing go to waste. You're reutilizing ingredients. And so that is our philosophy in the kitchen, buttermilk kitchen. It's really just that simple. It's, um, you know, we make our pancake batter fresh every day, which has a lot of buttermilk in it. Um, And then instead of discarding it at the end of the shift, we actually turn it into our fried chicken batter. So we we dredge our chicken in it. So it's just another way that we're reutilizing and really um, sticking true to that philosophy. Chef Suzanne sees this challenge of reusing ingredients and avoiding waste in the kitchen as something that makes her restaurant unique and something that's kind of fun. It is a lot of fun, and I think it's really cool how you can take something like start to finish and come up with three or four different uses for it. And while it might not always be the easiest way to run a restaurant, 
doing things sustainably, avoiding waste, and making everything from scratch is worth it to Suzanne in the long run. It's a great feeling. I mean, again, it's it's hard. Yeah, I think that's important. I think that's something that everyone needs to understand and be educated on. I bet it helps to make it taste good, too. Yeah, that, that, that does not hurt. Grown-ups, if you're in the Atlanta area, check out Buttermilk Kitchen. Back to you, Molly. Thanks, Chad, and thanks to Chef Suzanne for that interview as well. So now that the interview is over, am I allowed to quit? I definitely can't stop you from quitting if that's what you really want to do. But I just want to talk to you about it first. Mitzi, why did you want to take ice skating in the first place? Uh, before I realized how bad at it I was? Yep. Okay. Well, I like that really good ice skaters look as graceful as geese playing golf. How could I forget? Graceful. Amazing. What else? And I also like how fast and smooth skaters are. Like, they're so fast, but they don't bob up and down a lot. I thought it'd be so nice to feel the wind against my fibers. I totally get that. It sounds very freeing. And I just love watching skaters make pretty shapes with their bodies. When someone does a pearl spin, they do a really big back bend and grab the back of one foot with their hands and spin on the other foot. It is so cool. I mean, even watching people go backwards is cool. Just totally casual. Skating. Being backwards. It's pretty neat. Anything else? I guess I just thought it looked like fun. And I like the costumes. I I guess I kind of just liked everything about it. Can you do me a favor and just think really hard about your lesson? I know you fell down a few times. Ugh, Molly. It was more than a few times. All right. Well, I know you fell down a lot of times, but just think about if you had any fun while you were skating, even though you weren't good at it. Hey, Molly. Hey, Mitzi. Hi, Andrea. Molly, I'll ponder that during our next segment. Andrea. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Andrea. Listeners, Andrea is an associate editor here at America's Test Kitchen Kids. That means she works on developing recipes and experiments for our cookbooks and things like the Young Chef's Club boxes. You can find out more about all that fun stuff by going to atkkids.com. We want you to practice your cooking techniques while you're our intern. So every week, I am going to teach you something new to up your arsenal of kitchen skills. Great! What are we going to learn about today, Andrea? Today, I'm going to start off our lesson with a question for you, Kyle. Ooh, okay. Mixing it up. I like that. This week's ingredient is buttermilk, right? Yes! Wow, that was an easy question. No, no, that wasn't it. My question is, what would you do if you were cooking a recipe that uses buttermilk, like pancakes, for example, but then you looked in your fridge and there wasn't any? Uh, go to the grocery store, I guess? But I don't have a car, so I'd have to get a ride. Going to get some buttermilk is a good solution, but what if you didn't have to do that? You mean, um, wait, what do you mean? I mean that today, we're going to learn about different substitutes for buttermilk. Oh, okay. I didn't know you could use something else in place of buttermilk in a recipe. But what would that even be? I can't think of anything else in the kitchen that's quite like buttermilk. Well, let's think about that. What have you learned this week about buttermilk? Let me see. 
I've learned that traditionally buttermilk is what's left over after cream is churned into butter, that it's acidic and adds a tangy flavor to foods, and that you can use it in cooking to activate leaveners like baking soda to make doughs and batters rise. That's all correct. So, how do you think we would mimic buttermilk in, say, a pancake recipe, for example? Well, I think we'd need to use another liquid for a substitute, first of all. I agree. And it should also probably be tangy, because flavor is an important part of why we use buttermilk in recipes. That's true. Anything else? Oh, it should probably also be acidic, because that's what helps to activate baking soda. You are totally right, Kyle. So, there are two different concoctions we can make that will cover all three of those points you just mentioned. A liquid with a tangy flavor that is also acidic. Concoctions? Yep, like a mixture. We're going to combine some ingredients to make a buttermilk-like liquid that we can substitute in a recipe. They're all pretty simple. The first one is a combination of lemon juice and milk, and it's called clabbered milk. That sounds like milk that you bash with a rolling pin. No, no, not clobbered milk, clabbered milk. Lemon juice is both tangy and acidic, and milk is nice and creamy and has a slightly thicker consistency than plain water, just like buttermilk. Wow. Okay, how do you make it? Oh, it's super easy. You just stir one tablespoon of lemon juice into one cup of milk. You can also use a non-dairy milk like soy or oat milk if you want to make a dairy-free dish. Wow, that's so simple. Why would you ever need a different substitute? Well, sometimes you might not have lemon juice on hand or you might not want lemon flavor in whatever you're cooking. In that case, another option is something called cream of tartar. What's that? Cream of tartar is a powder, even though it has cream in the name, and is one of the two main ingredients in baking powder. It's also acidic, so you can add it to your dry ingredients in a recipe. One and a half teaspoons of cream of tartar for each cup of milk. And then substitute an equal amount of milk for the buttermilk. That's cool. Yeah. It won't add buttermilk's signature tangy flavor to your recipe, but it won't add any other flavors either. So if you don't want your finished dish to taste like lemon, using cream of tartar as a substitute can be a good option. This is so useful to know. I wish every ingredient had substitutes. Thanks, Andrea. Anytime, my friend. This has me thinking about all the other substitutes we could use in the kitchen. Good idea, Kyle. I think I'm gonna go get to work on a pepperoni substitute. See ya! Molly, I finished pondering, and I wanted to tell you that I actually did have some fun. I mean, I fell a lot, but also I stood back up just as many times, and I actually was able to do a couple laps around the rink. That's amazing, Mitzi. Thank you. It was just way harder than I thought it would be, so I was surprised. Well, very few people are really good at something the first time they do it. And sometimes you never get really good at it, and that's okay, as long as you have fun. Yeah. I want to get better at ice skating, but also, I think I'm feeling a little better about not being that good at it. I was so proud of myself when I went all the way around the rink. You should be. Okay. I have decided. I am not quitting ice skating. I'm going to go to each lesson with a good attitude. I'm going to be kind to myself 
and I'm going to try hard, but also remember to have fun. That's wonderful, Mitzi. Hobbies are supposed to be fun. And instead of being the Pearl Spin Prodigy, I will be known as the Swizz Whiz for my amazing swizzles, which are a move I could learn way sooner than Pearl Spins. Sounds like a plan. Well, we are about out of time for today's episode. Listeners, we'll be back with another episode next time. We are going to get bubbly in our pressing question segment, followed by something silly in our wild card. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? If you love mystery recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And feel free to leave us a review. We love reading them. Until then, keep keep on on cooking. cooking! Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am Roasted Salted Cashews. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is a big barrel of cheese puffs. Andrea Vavjin is a white cheddar Cheez-It, and Katie O'Hara is a goldfish cracker, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Chester Guazda, an apple, and Matt Boynton, a salt and vinegar potato chip of ultraviolet audio. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and his popcorn. Our director of post-production is Jen Margolis. She is a Twix. Our director of production is Diane Knox, who is also salsa. Fact-checking by Julia Arwin, a nacho cheese Dorito. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher, and she's a spicy pickle. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a tortilla chip. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a chocolate-covered pretzel. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, art director, Gabby Hominoff, Deputy Food Editor, Afton Cyrus. Associate Editors, Andrea Vavjin, Katie O'Hara, and Tess Berger. Editorial Assistant, Julia Arwin. Photo Test Cook, Ashley Stoyanov. And Test Cook, Faye Yang. This whole episode was written by Katie O'Hara. Woot! We love Katie! Thanks, Katie! Special thanks to Chef Suzanne from Buttermilk Kitchen. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan and Brian Green. Thanks again to our sponsors, Driscoll's, The National Mango Board, and Green Pan. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. You are a, you are as graceful as a goose playing golf. You've got this, Mitzi. Whoa! on my butt. I've got to get back up. I'm narrating this for no reason. And I'm up. I'm up. I'm just going to shift my feet a little bit to move forward like a duck. I'm just going to move my feet in and out, making almost as my skits. Ooh, yeah, I'm doing it, kind of. I'm narrating and skating, people. I am the Swizz Whiz. (laughs) 
grown-ups, I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts, and we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win. 